Hello, welcome back to Earth Like Heaven. My name is Doug Ressler, and joining me as always is Robbie Sherry, and we're here to help you close the gap between heaven and earth in your life by learning to live like Jesus. You know, Robbie, last week we talked about those who are hungering and thirsting after righteousness. In other words, hungering and thirsting to be right with God, not just right with self. And this week we turn to the words of Jesus where he says, blessed are the merciful for they will receive mercy. And it strikes me that everybody wants to receive mercy. Mm, Yes. Right. I mean, mercy is something we all want to experience in our lives, whether it's mercy from a teacher like yourself, you know, please Robbie, give me mercy on the test or it's mercy from a police officer who pulls us over for a speeding ticket, or it's mercy from a judge if we get in trouble, or mercy from the IRS if we, you know, we can't pay our back taxes or whatever it might be, right? We all want mercy. And Jesus says, well, there actually is actually a path to receive mercy, and it requires you to be merciful. Right. We all Which want to I receive think is, it. Right. I'm we not sure we all want to give, give it. it, right? Because we all, I, I don't know about you, but like, I mean, I experience like when someone has wronged me, the last thing I want to be is merciful. Right. It's Doug Justice time. It, That's right. It's Doug Justice time. In fact, I, gotta, I should make that a t-shirt. T-shirt? I like Doug it. Justice, yes. yes. Wear it with my kids, right? When they're making me mad. It just rip off my rip off my outer Uh-oh, shirt. It's yeah, Doug, Doug Justice, Justice time. time. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like there's a part, right, that wants us to, we want to lash out. We want to get mm. back. We want to do eye for an eye. I mean, like it's, it's, we're so quick to go Old Testament. Yeah. We really are. And yet Jesus is quick to go New Testament. He's quick to show mercy. In fact, that would, uh, you know, you and I were talking offline about like, do, can we think of anybody else, like a secular example other than Jesus that, that shows mercy or yeah. lives a life of mercy like Jesus did? It's, it's kind of hard to come up with someone. I mean, maybe you could go to another religious figure like a Buddha or something mm-hmm. like or that. Gandhi or, yeah. But, but Jesus really is the embodiment of mercy mm-hmm. because he has all the power and authority in the world. To, to do whatever he wants as the creator of the universe. When Even when he hangs on a cross, he says, don't you realize like I could call down 12 legions of angels like right now and just take care of business, but I'm not going to do it. And so right. mer- being merciful on some level does, does assume that you have the authority to execute justice mm-hmm. in that moment and you choose not to. Maybe respond to that a little bit. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's a common definition that you hear people talk about how grace is this unmerited favor, that it's receiving something that you don't deserve, Mm -hmm. and mercy being sort of the other side of the coin, not receiving something that you do deserve. Oh, I like that, yeah. So mercy is this thing that it implies, like you said, it implies an indebtedness. Yes. And it implies that one party has authority, has the the side of, has justice on his or her side. Mm -hmm. And the other party is at his or her mercy, so to speak. Right. Helpless on some level in the face of whatever it is. They're, they're guilty. Yes. They're caught. Mm -hmm. They're powerless. They're helpless. There's a sense of like all of those dynamics are in play. If you've ever been pulled over by a police officer, like you said, you know exactly that feeling of there's the knowledge that you're wrong. There's the awareness that someone caught you mm-hmm. and the law is not on your side. That's right. That's right. That's the moment when... And you can't really get away because if you if you try and run, like the cops are going to chase you down yeah. and then it's only going to get worse. The only thing you right. hope for at that moment is mercy. Right. So when right. we're on the wrong side of, of whatever the law may be, yeah. it could be social, it could be mm-hmm. political, it could be any of these, mm-hmm. we want mercy. But to your point, 
when we're on the right side Mm -hmm. of the law, when we feel like we have everything supporting our, our statement, our position, whatever, we want justice. That's right. So I think it's just a fascinating statement Mm -hmm. that Jesus, again, kind of does this, you want mercy? Yes, Lord, I want mercy. Mm -hmm. Then be merciful. Right, right. And so this admonition, I think last time we talked about sort of inverting the the beatitude to start at the end, and I think this Uh idea of us wanting to receive mercy, we Uh all go, yes. Picture somebody go, who wants mercy? And the crowd all of us raise, I do, Lord, I do. And he goes, great. There's only one step. And we go, tell me what it is. (laughs) Right. Give it. Right. Yeah. And then we all go, I mean, right. Ah. right. And that's where it becomes yeah. difficult. Well, and he tells a lot of stories. Jesus tells a lot of stories illustrating mm-hmm. what he means by mercy. So he talks about the servant who goes into the king and owes the king like this astronomical right. debt that he can never possibly pay back in a million lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And the king in this unbelievable act of mercy forgives the debt. So he literally walks out. His debt has been wiped away. He no longer owes the king any money. Right. And what does he do? He turns around and he grabs one of his buddies who owes him like a, a couple of quarters right. by comparison. Right. And he like shakes the guy down and because the guy can't pay, has him thrown in prison. And it's like, what, what? And the king gets wind of it and, you know, of course, reinstates the debt and all that right. stuff. But it's a sense of like, come on now, you know. And I would even argue that it's not even just about doing mercy to others. It's about, Jesus says, blessed are the merciful. So there's like this quality in your soul, a quality in your character, a quality in your spirit where you're just a merciful person. Mm. And if you're a merciful person, then you can expect that mercy will come back to you. Interesting. Now that's, I think, where the walk of faith comes in because man, I tell you what, if if you're going to guarantee for me, like, hey, like Doug, here's the pathway for you to always get mercy be a merciful person, do, do these merciful acts, right? And then you'll, you'll get mercy. I think Jesus, like he always does, takes it deeper than that mm. and really says, actually, here's the dynamic that's in play. As you open yourself up to the Holy Spirit and, and you follow in my footsteps and you authentically and intentionally and have this desire, again, like we talked about last time, this hunger and thirst to be right with me, then what's going to happen in your life is you're going to become more and more merciful. Like that's what you're going to see take place in your life. That's going to be the development, the arc of your character. That's yeah. what's going to happen. And as that happens, here's what you're going to experience. You're going to experience mercy. You're going to experience mercy first from God. You're going to experience mercy from others right? That, that kind of thing. And this is a really fascinating thing that I have noticed just as a pastor. This dynamic is almost always, the, almost always true. It's unbelievable to me. Uh, when I meet people who are struggling to forgive, okay? Yeah. They're, 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 they, they struggle to forgive someone, to forgive, maybe it's a loved one, or maybe it's a friend, or whatever it may be. It is because, I should say, they also themselves, if they struggle to forgive, they struggle to experience forgiveness from other people. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it's really an interesting dynamic. And yet those who are forgiving, that's just the who they are. They just are, they find it, they are quick to forgive. It's easy to forgive. They've really practiced forgiveness. They often experience forgiveness on a regular basis. Like, I mean, I'll talk to people in my office all the time and they'll say, I'm not sure that God can forgive me, right? Because mm. of all these things that I've done. And invariably when I ask about, well, how easy is it for you to forgive? It is, it almost seems impossible to them. So they're not a very forgiving person themselves. Right. And so they don't experience forgiveness, right? And if, in the same way, if you're not a merciful person yourself, chances are you're not going to experience mercy. 
or you certainly won't recognize it when you do because you yourself are not a merciful person. So you're not looking at life through that lens, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And so I'm not talking about like, well, whatever you put out in the universe will come back to you. That's karma. That's not what we're talking about. It's vibes. It's vibes. Good thoughts. Yeah. Go for it. Right. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about, honestly, if, if, if you want to recognize mercy when it comes your way, then you want to cultivate in your own heart, a merciful heart. You want to cultivate a heart of mercy, an attitude of mercy. Just you want mercy to be a part of your character and your being. Hmm. I think what I find personally challenging with this is I, I drift towards the Peter question mm-hmm. when Peter asks God, you know, how many times should I forgive someone right. who's wronged me? Right. Seven times? You know, right. this right. like, and you can all see him counting them up. Yeah, this this measure like of I got Andrew. That's seven. Andrew's already at number eight. So that's right. Peter carry a little tally book. That's right. I Sorry, have forgiven Andrew. Simon. Yeah. Yes, but I, there's a real sense of it. I think yeah. when it comes to consequences, yeah, and the law, right? And you know, I think of on a silly level. I have you know, I work at a school, and there's this thing called being tardy. Yeah that I'm supposed to keep track of. There's a law, if you will, in place at the school where at, I can't even remember the number now, but a certain number of unexcused tardies or something like this, then there's a phone call home. And then at another level, you have to talk with the deans. And at another level, you've got to talk about whether or not you're aligned with our school's mission and vision, whether or not you belong at the school. So inevitably, a student will come in and go, you know, Mr. Shea, please, you know, there was a line out in front, uh, you know, my car wouldn't start this morning. And, and so maybe it's because I've been in the business for a long time, but you, you've heard every single, every excuse all the the time. And so you start to develop this attitude of if they just expect me Mm. to go, you know, don't worry about it. Mercy. Right. You know, don't worry about it. Mercy. So if every kid who comes in late, Mm -hmm. get mercy, mercy, mercy. Well then, I think there's this fear. Mm-hmm. Does that diminish the law? Yep. And does that remove consequences? Right. And so for those who are in positions of authority, I think the hesitancy to show mercy mm-hmm. sometimes is predicated on our fear that well, if I do it too much, they're just going to grow to expect it. And then where is the standard? Right. Right. They'll just take advantage of it. Yeah. Right. And I do. Th- I, I actually think that this, this is what keeps people not only from extending mercy, just in general, but I think on some level, it's, it's one of the real big barriers between us and Christ. Hmm. Because we can't fathom the depth of the grace of God. Right. We, we have literally no analogy in our world, no category to put it in. Because in our world, like you said, in our world, if, if you were to extend to someone the same mercy that God extends to you, your natural assumption is they'll take advantage of it. Give Mm -hmm. them an inch and they'll take a mile. Yep. Right? And I think what Jesus is calling us to, I don't think, I know it's what he's calling us to, is he's saying, why don't you trust me with that one? Just be merciful. Like, like you just be merciful and you let me handle the the other side of that. Mm -hmm. Right? And we think, well, wait a minute, Jesus. Like, don't you... Shouldn't there be consequences? Shouldn't there yeah. be punishment? But the law says. But the law says, yeah. Jesus, and, 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 and you know, I can just imagine Jesus going like, yeah, I, I wrote the law. I, I know what it says, and I've got it. 
And, and speaking of tardies, Robbie. And speaking of tardies, Robbie. <laughs> Jesus got his own little tally mark. Right. I'm pretty Let's, sure you're over you know, the number I, seven. You know, one of the things that my wife and I are learning with, as we interact with our children or those that we love or you know our church family or whatever it might be, people in our community even, one of the things that we are learning, I think this is what God is teaching us right now in our lives, is to push all our chips to the middle on love. Hmm. Unconditional love. Or in this case, mercy. Right. We're, we're just going to push all our chips to the middle on mercy, and we're going to trust that grace and mercy are, have a power that, that, will, that will on some level be so compelling hmm. that it, like, it, it will draw people in. Like, I, I don't have to worry about my children taking advantage of me my kids are like anybody's kids. I mean, they have their issues and those kinds of things. And yes, for like a moment, they might. So let me just give you a good example. So in the fall, my twins, I'll tell on them here, you know, they're, they're like a lot of teenagers. They're, they're driving for the first time, you know, oh, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So of course they start struggling making curfew, right? Curfew, 11 o'clock and mm-hmm. you know, it's 11.08, 11.10. Do they share a car? 15. Yeah, they, they share a okay, car. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So if 11, one's late, the other's right, late. Right, right, right. So then they blame each double, other, right? They're yeah. twins, right? You know, it's like, ah, you know, my, my problem. I mean, she was yeah. driving. What am I supposed to yeah. do? You know, and it's like, okay. Anyway, and we would just, um, you know, because again, Doug's justice. Doug's justice. Right, here we go, right? I mean, so, you know, 11.08, guess what? Next tomorrow, you got to be home at 10.52. Right. Right? We just, come on, do the math, right? Yeah. 11.15, 10.45, right? You know? And then a buddy of mine was encouraging. He's like, you know what we do? He's like, you know, if they don't make curfew again, we just keep backing it up, oh. you know? So then, you know, they miss curfew two nights in a row, and I'm like... Yeah, like now you're like home at like, you might as well not even go out because your curfew is like 6.05, right? You know, stuff like that, right? And it eventually reaches like these absurd levels. Yeah. And then then what is that? Then what happens? Just blow up, right? Mm -hmm. They're mad, you're mad, disrespect, you're not, you know, and all these words get exchanged. So all that's happened in my house, right? Yeah. In the fall. And um, I get back from my, one of my Africa trips or whatever, and my wife and I are chatting about this. My wife's so wise, she's, you know, She's like, we got we to gotta flip the script here. This is just not working for Doug's justice. Doug's just- <laughs> it's not working. And I'm like, amen, sister, right? You know, so I'm like, well, I tell you what, let's try mercy. Let's just go all in, you know? So girls go out, 11.08, right? Come in. And instead of like 10.52, it's like, hey, you guys know you're late. We know you're late. We love you. We trust you. We think that you really want to be here on time. And so we're just asking you to do that. Right. It's chasing the heart. My girls go, right. they look at each other. They're like, what, what just happened? Like Doug's justice didn't, didn't just happen. Like what's going on. Right. And for a couple of weeks, it was like really weird for them that you could just tell they were like, what, what? Well, here we are like six months later. They're not perfect by any stretch, but I'm telling you most nights they're early. Nice. Right. So now, rather not, than not much early, like ten fifty seven, but still they're early. I mean, right. and they're always super proud. Like, hey, Dad, ten fifty seven. Yeah. Right here, like we're early. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, well, it doesn't mean that eleven oh three is tomorrow, right? It doesn't work that way, right? Yeah. But I mean, we kind of joke about it now. But the point is, is that like we went all in on mercy, which I will tell you is still to this day a struggle. Yes. Because everything in me just wants to apply the law because it's so much easier, it's so logical, it's so mm-hmm. this, it's so that. As if Jesus needs my help, but when you chase the heart. And you say, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to be merciful. That's the, I'm, that's going to be my approach to you. Right. What do you receive in return? What does it elicit in return? What does it call out in return? It calls out mercy. So my girls are being merciful to me mm-hmm. by getting home early, 
Right. Whereas if you are not merciful and you apply justice and the law and all those kinds of things, what are you going to call out? You're going to call out rebellion. Mm-hmm. You're going to call out anger. Right. You're going to call out shame, right? That's what you're calling out when you do those kinds of things. And so I, I just find it fascinating. So my wife and I are talking about like how, like that's the big thing we're learning. We're still learning. Yeah. We're still on the front end of this, but we are learning. We're like, okay. And sometimes we have to like take a deep, deep breath, right? Mm. Because what our kids have done or what people have done in our lives is like, it really hurts or it really stings or it really is, you know, whatever it might be. And we take a deep breath and go, okay, like we are, we're, we're, we're just going to go all in on mercy here, or we're just going to go all in on grace or just going to go all in on unconditional love, whatever terms you want to use. We're just going to go all in on that. That's what we're doing. Let's remind ourselves of that. Yeah. And then we'll take the next step or whatever. It's fascinating to me. I mean, we're learning. I mean, like I said, it's just amazing. And I think, again, it's, it's what Jesus is talking about here. Right. Well, and to your point with the parable, yeah. uh, when Jesus is telling that story, he is the king. Yeah. Right. In the story, what he's doing is reminding us right, right. that, yes. um, hey, I've shown you, <laughs> Robbie, uh, right. quite a few right. tablespoons, buckets, liters of mercy. And so what makes you think? So I think that does two things, which you said. Number one, operating at the human level, we have a hard time fathoming a God who excuses the right. truancies. Right. Ad infinitum, right? right? It just keeps right. going and keep going. And go, well, surely right. this is the one where he's going to smite me. That's surely right. he's going to. And then our fear on the other side, mm-hmm. when we're in a position to show mercy, we think Doug's justice is yes, the way, yes. whatever it might be. And the idea Doug's that when we, the way. <laughs> when we the extend way. Like the Mandalorian, mercy, <laughs> this is the way, right? Doug's justice. That someone will take advantage of us is so right when we, when we can sit down and go, I mean, Tardy is such a, at some level, a silly example, but it's true right, that we go, right. hey, here's, here's why we want you home at this time. That's right. Here's why I want you in class at this time. That's right. Here's, here's why. And, and to really speak to the heart, well, now the person has this decision to make on the other side of, wow, they... Mm-hmm. So I guess what it does, it doesn't diminish the law. Right. Because you can't have mercy without the law. That's right. That's right. So it still upholds the law. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. But what it does, it gets to the heart, which is... Classic Jesus, always right. going for the heart, always, right? right? But it gets mm-hmm. to the heart of saying, like, why Why would you rebel against this? Right. I, I put this in place for your delight. And man, mm-hmm. it, I, I'm just, I would love it if you'd honor me mm-hmm. by doing this. And now it becomes a heart issue. And now it's something, in, and now you can have the conversation that is yeah. character transforming. And I think that's what Jesus is getting yeah. at here. Yeah. Like, you've received mercy, you show mercy. That's right. Let, let God take care of the justice that's side right. of things. That's right. And oh, by the way, God does take care he of the does. justice side of thing. And that's probably, again, going back to why is like mercy so hard for us? Why do we so naturally lean into justice? I think on some level, it's because we don't believe that God has taken, we don't believe that the, the death that Jesus suffered on the cross fully satisfies justice for all time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like literally every wrong, tardy, missing curfew. I love that that's the first right, wrong. Right, yeah, exactly. Tardy. Tardy. Um, whatever it might be. Murder. Literally every wrong. Yeah. For all was, people. All time was paid for by Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. First John 2, 2 says that Jesus was the propitiation, right? That's a big word, but it means right. that he made atonement. That's another big word. Not, Yes. He died for, paid go. the price for, uh, not just our sins. So not just Christians' 
yeah. sins, but for the sins of the whole world. And so the justice piece has been completely taken care of by Christ. So we don't have to. Mm-hmm. Do you think we trust that he will? I don't, I don't think we trust that. Yeah, I, don't, I think that's so, what I'm saying. That's a, I don't, I I don't know that like, I, I don't trust it. God, you probably right. need a little help right here, right. so I'm yeah. going to step in. Right, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I need to, I need to show my girls, yeah. you know, the justice, you know. <laughs> Who so put that the Doug they, in Doug's know, justice? Yes, the Doug in Doug's justice, so that they will, I don't know. I don't know what my outcome I'm shooting right, for there, right. other than just... You need to be obedient on some level, right? But I, I, I don't think we trust that. And then I don't, on the flip side, I also don't think we trust that grace and mercy and unconditional love have a power all their own. That is, that these are the most powerful forces in the world mm-hmm. today. That, that they have a power that transforms hearts and lives in ways that we can't even begin to fathom. We don't believe that on some level. Like they're, yeah. it's like, Thomas, right? Help my unbelief. Like I, that's what I pray, you know, like Lord help my unbelief here. I want to trust that your unconditional love is so powerful. It's going to actually make my girls want to come home, you know, for curfew. I'm not going to make them want it, right? but by, by being merciful and by showing them unconditional love, they're going to want it. Hmm. They're going to want to do this, you know? And I mean, you think about, oh man, you know that way? Because I mean, that's really getting at the heart. We can't force people to believe a certain way or feel a certain way or think a certain way. We can't, can't coerce that like that, you know? In fact, if you try it, like always backfires on Mm -hmm. you. Well, that's probably why you and I were having a difficult time searching for an example of mercy in the world because it's always predicated on justice and the Mm -hmm. law. And so these leaders of, of countries and movements, mm-hmm. we expect them to uphold the law. And we don't, we don't get to see what's going on in another person's heart. That's right. I think that's why we, you know, if we trust God to be yeah. the deliverer of justice, right. we don't get to see the gnawing that happens in a person's spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, like your prayer is that your girls do have the wrestle right. inside, that God's just nudging them. That's right. And they get to the point of going... Yeah, Dad, we're just kind of pushing the boundaries because we wanted to. We right. want to do this, but we realize, man, that's not loving you well. That's not who we want to be. That's right. And that's right. so we're going to try our best. That's right. And we'd love it if you hold us accountable, but uh, we really appreciate. Like that's you don't get to see all of that working. Mm-hmm. We don't get to see that in the world, right. but to trust that the Holy Spirit's at work there and that yeah. God will do that. Like you said, for for Christians and unChristians right. alike, God shows mercy. Like his his death oh, is man. once that's and it. for all. That's it. And yeah. that's, that's a huge yeah, step. That, in that's Christian his faith. orientation towards us, right? Mm-hmm. Is one of mercy, right? It's uh, it really is, uh, <laughs> you know, of all the, of all the beings that exist in the universe, the only one who truly has the right to dispense justice and not just Doug's justice, right. but a justice on a much higher level is God himself and mm-hmm. he chooses not to. And that stands as a, like an eternal conviction to yeah. us an eternal sort of on some of a contradiction to us like what what like how and like how does that even work you know and again yeah you think around the world that's why i think mercy is so rare number one we, we could probably if we spend some time on it we could probably come up with with some examples well, of I people who okay give me give me one uh 
Les Miserables, Jean yeah, Valjean. Right. Well, that's like a fake story. You know that well, yeah, it's fiction. I thought we could. I mean, it didn't really oh, actually man, happen, man. Great. Sorry. Yeah. But I mean, the story in Les Miserables, where Jean <laughs> yes, Valjean yes, goes yes. to the bishops yeah, right, and he but, steals the right, candlestick right, holders or whatever, right, and they gets caught by the right, law, and they bring bring him back to the bishop, right, and he says, "You forgot right, the silverware as totally, well, or something right, like right, that." Right, and Jean Valjean goes, "Like what on earth?" And it compels him yeah. to now pursue righteousness. Exactly. That. And you think about the guy who's all about justice in that, right? The police, the policeman, yes. uh, what was his name? Ja- Javert. Javert. Yeah. He's like the most miserable guy in the whole He's thing. Ta- yeah. Now, now here's the thing about that, right? It, it's a fictional story, but it's really a parable of the gospel. It is. Right? I mean, that's what it's really built upon. Now, every story that we could point to like that in the movies or stories like Les Mis in, in fiction and literature or whatever it might be, those stories are literally built on the gospel, which, on, on Jesus himself, and, and, and that's why they have such compelling power, right? You're right. It really is amazing like how it always comes back to that. But if you think in terms of like just real-world examples, you might be able to argue like, like a presidential pardon, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, because oftentimes those presidential pardons are not acts of mercy. They're actually deals done because, <laughs> you know, I mean, all, like the, cyn- the cynical side of us sure, kicks in, right, and sure. says, yeah, like that's not really mercy. I mean, like you scratch my back, yeah, I scratch your yeah. back kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, you might be able to come up with true acts of mercy that you could look to throughout history or something mm-hmm. like that, right? But they're pretty few and far between. And again, it's because just down deep inside, we just, well, we just aren't sure about the mercy of God even. And so, so you've got to be, so again, for those listening to who are thinking, okay, well, how do I get from here to there? Like, how do I become a more merciful person? The key, the key is to just meditate and think about and focus on and reflect on and pray over the mercy of God. And the more you become in touch with that, how much God has shown you mercy, then the more you're going to find yourself having an ability to show mercy. I like that. To others, I think, is that's the key. It's not about us like white knuckling and just, I'm just going to become Today more I'll merciful. Be merciful yeah. Right? No, it's not about that. It is, it is really about, I'm going, to, I'm going to so tune in to the mercy of Christ for me. And that's what's going to motivate me to then, and, and by, you know, by extension, to show mercy to, to those around me. Thanks, as always, to Jake, our guy behind the glass, making us sound good, and our brother, Billy, who is putting all these podcasts together for us. So appreciate you, Billy. Please keep listening as we dive deeper into what it means to follow Jesus. We'd love your comments, of course, and we'd love your reviews on whatever platform you choose to listen to your podcast. And we just encourage you to stay tuned and stay subscribed as we release more episodes in the weeks ahead. We'll talk to you next time.